Hey everyone, this is Trauma Drama, and we are your hosts, Kaylee and Nick, and this is where we discuss surviving adulthood. We can probably agree that we're all pretty fucked up and that it affects us every day, whether we know it or not. I used to think that wasn't me, but if you come from a family, live in our society, go to school, experience love, sex, and friendships, then you're in the right place. Kay and I are going to break down everyday life and problems that come from managing your drama post-trauma. Let's fucking do it. Welcome back, everybody, to Trauma Drama. It is oddly just Kaylee right now. Um, Nick is not a part of this re-recorded segment because you guessed it, this is a re-recorded segment. Um, My name is Kaylee, and we are going to kind of do a, like, re-recorded correction segment for our um, for our last segment that we had. So, um, the last segment that we had had in this episode was trauma or drama. And I had told a story in that trauma or drama segment that I, one was probably not ready to tell. Um, and two was probably inappropriate for this setting and for the situation that I am in. And so, um, I wanted to apologize to those that I may have harmed by, um, recording that segment too soon or while things were too fresh. Um, and if those of you who have not heard it and are wondering what the heck is going on, well, you will just have to live in mystery. Um, but the the rest of the episode, we'll talk about grieving. Um, it's going to get heavy. It's going to get hard. But um, we're here with you and we hope you listen. Going into our topic is grief, Mm -hmm. and I know that was kind of your question in this trauma or drama example was like, how can you go about this guilt-free is what I heard. No, and that's exactly true, Nick, and thank you for introducing the topic so seamlessly because that is also a big part of what Jane has been managing is like grief. And I think like grief is something that has so many layers to it, and um, like loss can look like so many different things and so for Mm -hmm. for Jane a lot of the things that she's managing is like the loss of this expectation of what this job was going to be like the loss of the idea of having a partner live with her um, and support her through this the loss of being away from family and support systems you know in another state Um, and like I think that is all impacting so much of this of this like state or this crisis for her is like, I didn't think it was going to be like this. I didn't think it was going to be like the way that it is. And that's impacting, you know, on the day to day. And, um, I think, um, another thing that's happening in my world, um, is my, my family just lost, um, a family member. So we're, my family is, is sorry to hear that. Thank you. Yeah, my family is grieving through a loss as well. And um, it brings up a lot of things for me. Like both of these situations, like the underlying, you know, sort of topic or the underlying emotion is grief, but like the grief of actually mm-hmm. losing someone and then the grief of losing expectations or losing this idea of something or losing somebody because you ended a relationship or ended a job or ended this. You know, like there's so many yeah. things to it. No, it's very, very multi-layered. And yeah. I, know, I know I said I said guilt leading into this topic. I, yeah. I did mean grief, but I said guilt because I lost 
I haven't experienced really like true grief from a death since I was mm-hmm. like 11. All all my grandparents died within like two years and it was like, well, wow. that was that was everybody. Like so I have wow. some family in England still and other other ones that are my age, like cousins, but mm-hmm. no like elders. Um, yeah. So my grief, a lot of the times is me avoiding guilt. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of why I brought up guilt and you had mentioned it in this, yeah. uh, in your story, like feeling guilty about the situation after which is kind of how i look at grief because grief comes after the situation so yeah just wanted to correct myself a tiny bit i think you said it perfectly because i also think a big part like you said of grief is is guilt but for me the reason that i feel guilty while grieving or like the reason that i feel guilty while managing a loss is because like if i have if i am going through a loss and i feel relief or I feel mm. a weight lifted off of my shoulders, or I feel like I can relax. I feel guilty for feeling those things, you know? And like, right. I remember I remember when I ended my relationship with my mom and um, I felt relief. Like I, I, I felt relieved that I didn't have to worry about that on a day to day. Yeah. And then, and then that came with guilt and that came with shame and that came with like, I'm a bad person. Why do I feel this way? Like, why do I feel relieved that, you know, they're not in my life or that they're gone? Yeah. um, This person who just passed away in our family also struggled um, with addiction. And I, um, I've had to talk with a lot of my family members this week about like, it's okay to feel relieved. Like it's okay to feel that they're not in pain anymore and that they're, you know, they're not suffering anymore. They don't, um, they don't need you on a day to day. And it's like, that is the most difficult, I think, like emotion to manage is how to feel okay with somebody being gone. And yeah, yeah. It's no, that's fucking just... deep and gnarly. And yeah. I, see, I see your gears turning. Yeah, because for me, I've always tried so hard to battle the guiltiness before the grieving started. Mm. So part of that was me just being aware, like I'm going to have to live with myself the rest of my life, like whatever happens in this situation, I just better be prepared to do that. So the way it's looked at for me was there was like a, there was a large group of girls in our friend group that we had a falling out with when I started dating Kayla, as -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And now that we're married, it's way different. But when Kayla and I were just dating, it was like, okay, you had a friendship with them and I had a friendship with them. If yours isn't working out, like I'm still going to try mine. Yeah. So I did everything I could to like let these girls give them like opportunity after opportunity to stop sabotaging my relationship, stop lying mm. to me and to her telling us different stories, you know, just be a, a good friend. And when it didn't work out, I was totally fine and ready to move on because I didn't feel any guilt. So yeah, I was very sad. I was mm. angry. I was going through all the stages, all the stages of grief, but the effort I put into it before the relationship ended allowed me to go through it guilt free, which to wow. me is, is huge. Like, I gave it all I had. This did not end because of me. Like, yeah. I know that for a fact, and I can move wow. forward and have a clear conscience. So, what I an guess amazing that's how I perspective. Yeah. What an, what an amazing perspective. I never thought about it that way. You know, that you like, you feel the guilt first and then like address why. Like, that's so, yeah. I, that's so interesting. I've always made the assumption that like, guilt for me came from relief because that was something I worked through with one of my counselors. And so I think then what you just said, Nick, made me think about something and I want to ask you this question. And I think it's going to be one of those questions that kind of blows your mind. So I'm excited about it. Um, <laughs> and so I want to ask you, 
because you and I have survived the traumas that we have in our lives, because mm-hmm. we've gone through the therapy that we've gone through, because we've been given the skills and um, had the education to like manage grief, to manage loss, to manage trauma, do you feel that you play the role of the grief counselor? Do you feel that you play the role of like educating or helping people through grief or loss? Mm. Yeah. I, yeah, I think so. I, can you explain to me what a grief yeah. counselor does again? Yes. So, I mean, a grief counselor is somebody who helps others through grief experiences. So, like, say, like, thinking about um, thinking about your answer right now to, like, losing this friend group, you made all the choices to make sure that you didn't feel any, like, guilt, resentment, anger, you know, you, yeah, you yeah. like you sanction that all out and in a sense like that's you taking on the okay. leadership role that's yeah. you taking on like making the Absolutely. choices i think there's a clear leadership role and mm-hmm. i always associated it with um alphaness the alpha of the group <laughs> right there's there's no there's no one else for it to fall on like, yeah, I, guess it's, I guess it's my yeah it's always the same metaphor but now that you say that it's yeah. like when a different group of guys all looks to you to have an intervention with one of the dudes several times. And then when that intervention rotates to someone else, but it's still your responsibility to manage that. Yeah. I would consider whatever you a grief counselor, alpha leader, whatever you want to call Uh it of the group. Like I do hold that title and I'm proud of it. You're the trauma (laughs) king. Yeah. But to answer your question, yes, I am that until the situation deems it necessary for the grief to start, for the Mm. loss to happen, for Mm. the outcome to have been what you were trying to prevent. That is me until that point and I'm out. Yeah. It's like, hey, nope, that's it. I I like warned you going into this. Mm. If you kept going down the same path, I wasn't gonna allow you around my family. Like there's, you, you, again, you did this. I've given you every opportunity, every tool to be Mm. successful, every chance, but your decisions have led us here and I, Again, it's all so I don't feel guilt. So maybe it's right. kind of selfish. And it goes back to our nature versus nurture. Yeah. Am I a bad person? Absolutely. Abs- absolutely, I'm a bad person? Cheers. No, 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 no. Sorry, something else <laughs> popped up on my computer and I got a little distracted. No, I no, think no, it cool. does go back to the nature versus nurture. I was agreeing with you and your point. Um, See, because yours happens after the crisis happens. Mine yeah. happens leading up to everything. Yes, yes. And I'm there. I'm. I am. And I think... I'm supportive, right? I'm there when someone needs me most, but until it pushes past my boundary of like, mm-hmm. hey, I love myself more than you, right? Because that's that's healthy. Yeah. So you're going to push me to a point where I cannot be a part of this. Absolutely. And I think like that's so, it's so great that you say it that way, that like for you, it happens before the crisis. For me, it happens in and after the crisis. Yeah, um, yeah. And so something I'm managing right now is like um, being the person in the family that's the counselor. Um, Like I am tasked with being the grief support, you know, for everybody. Um, And I think like something I talked with my therapist about that might be good for our listeners to hear about is like my therapist asked me, how do you kind of like, she didn't say the word compartmentalize, but I illustrated as 
compartmentalize. How do you compartmentalize somebody else's grief, emotions, feelings, pain from your own? And how do you support somebody through something that you're also going through? And Turn so, off empathy. Well, I mean, fucking not all of us can do that, Nick. <laughs> Sorry, not all of us can take emotions off the table, okay? Sorry. Um, but we talked about this, um, the suitcase metaphor. Have you heard of it? No, you know, I haven't. Like, well, you probably have. Like when people have baggage. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so people have baggage. I picture literal fucking, like, suitcases. Okay, and yeah, no, that's good. So I think about, like, if somebody comes to me and, like, we're both dealing with the same grief. I have my own bags. They have their own bags. And then they come and they, like, unzip, unload, unfold, throw their shit everywhere, all over the place. My bags are still nice and zipped. Like, they they haven't gotcha. been unzipped. They haven't been unloaded. And so my yeah. job is to figure out a way to, like, set my bags aside and help them repack, right? Like, help them gotcha. unpack, repack, zip it up. Get Why is that things. your role? Um, it's not my role. Thank you for challenging me. It's not my role, but that was the advice that my therapist gave me if and when that does happen. And I need to figure uh, out a strategy to control it. I don't know if I agree with that. Ooh. I don't know. It's just, Tell I me. think it, the reason I turn empathy off is because if I don't, I won't help you. I won't care. Cause I, in my eyes, I've, I've been through it. There's a lot of things. We all have trauma that we all have experienced and it's all equal. My yeah. trauma is yeah. not more than their trauma, right. whatever the situation, but we don't play oppression Olympics. No, I don't. Wait, what? <laughs> I don't play professional Olympics. Yeah. No one no, said I did. I Look said, at me. I said, I'm an athlete. I said oppression Olympics. Oh, oh, wow. I like that term. Oppression Olympics. That's good. Um, No, what I, fuck, what was I saying? I always forget. I want, okay, so I'm sorry to interrupt you. I have so many thoughts. So, so if somebody comes up to you, you both have bags and they yeah. want to unzip and unload. I'll what do you fuck do? Fuck that. Kick their bag off the curb. (laughs) The fuck out of me. This is my space. What the (laughs) fuck? We can have a a conversation, but that conversation. Okay, let's say it's my wife. And she's got got issues. My own wife, my other half, my spouse, my live or die. Get that shit out of our bedroom. This is our space. This is my space. This is a safe zone. Let's go have this talk in the living room. And then that talk is extremely structured. There's no. I mean. There's a difference between emotional dependency in a marriage and like I am devoted to you 100% of the time. Like I will lay my life down online for you. You are my everything. Hmm. And then picking up all of her emotional shit. It's like, whoa, no. Like, like I know you're going through a really hard time. You need to like spend some time on yourself. When's the last time you did something for yourself? Hmm. I spent all day yesterday doing something for myself. Like because I made time for it and I let other stuff go. Like, right. I know you're busy, but like. Like, you take that time out for yourself. I can't, right? So there's just, a, that's my take on it. So when you when you say, would well, they just throw other shit everywhere? I got to pick it up. That sounds exhausting. It is Why? exhausting. If it's wow. in your space, if it's in your space, it would take way less energy just to kick it, right? And then picking it up, <laughs> folding it, putting it back in the bag. It's like, no, get this shit out of here, dude. Like, I'm really good at packing, though. You know, like, that's the hard yeah. part is, like, no, how you, you are. walk away from something that you're so good at and that you were trained in and that comes naturally to yeah. you. Yeah, someone great once said, like, you know, with great power comes great responsibility, and I completely relate to that. Mm. <laughs> you do I, have to turn it off. I hate that, and, uh, but I understand. No, 
<laughs> we uh, we are at a place in our life where we understand psychology on a different level and it yeah. like how could you be surprised at other human beings when you understand what drives them or what makes them tick but it's not our job to sort through that mm-hmm. so do and you i think- was so i was so that's why now yeah. i'll take this stand and that's why i was so excited to talk to you about this so then so with jane mm-hmm. do i kick her bags I think, yeah, I think everything you've done, I, it was, you did it one more time than I would have done it. I gave her Damn. the support she needed in the moment. I gave that emergency response. Wow. Which is fine because that's off my adrenaline. That's like, I look forward to those moments, right? Yeah. That was fun. Ooh. Okay, here's what you need to do though, right? You know yeah. you have all the experience I have. Yeah. Here's what you need to do. No, I'm fine. Okay, please mm. don't call me next time this happens. I'm not, I'm not going to show up. Wow. Unless I'm on the clock and it's my you, job. For all of you... Yes. Yeah, I can't, can't wow, turn that call Wow, well down. said, Nick. <laughs> so for all of you that are like me, for all the empaths and all of the counselors and all of the people pleasers, uh, find yourself for a Nick. For all the people who care about other yeah. humans, yes. F- find yourself a Nick. Find yourself <laughs> somebody who can tell you to separate that shit. Um, God, but that is, I, I do want to say it is easier said than done. That is going to be something yeah. I'm going to struggle with for the rest of my life. It's not something I'm going to be able to do yeah, I today still or struggle tomorrow. With or, it. Yeah. Sometimes I get angry because yeah. of it. And it's like. No, I, fuck, I walked away from the situation with Jane and felt nothing but like anger. Like I yeah. felt so mad at everything. And I've never felt that way before when helping I, somebody, you know? I think you're getting to the point where you can you can stop picking up other people's baggage because i don't it's too like, heavy when, i'm not that yeah strong. like when when do you have time for yours you know I, why are you I, carrying yours around in your metaphor shouldn't they be put away somewhere already dealt with nice and tidy so you can move on with your life and then all that does is add more weight and then i'm carrying yeah. around a backpack that i can't it's too heavy yeah to me it sounds like oh childhood kaylee put herself aside for others so i'm just going to keep doing that because that's all i know so, just think about it. Nick, what the heck? You can't just drop that. No, that's what it sounds like. I don't that, know if that's what it is. I, that's exactly what it is. You're really good at that's what it sounds like. That's, you hit it right on the head. <laughs> Fucking damn it. And yeah, that's exactly what... listeners out it's my there. Little, it's my little guy. My little trauma guy. Yeah, we all have a little trauma guy. I call mine yeah. little Nick and... Sometimes I got to go back in that little metaphor of a dream where he chills and be like, hey, dude, you're good. Just pet him on the head and be like, stop freaking mm-hmm. out. This isn't your responsibility anymore. But all he does is want to jump in and save the day. And if I, wow. if I do it, someone will love me. It's like, dude, Fuck. I love you more than life itself. You need to chill. You're, it's not your job anymore. I am so fragile right now. I'm going to cry. So we have to change the subject. <laughs> okay. I'm right. I mean. I think I, I wrote down solutions in this little topic okay. to avoid grief because there is yeah. some grief that you can avoid. The guilt mm. that's going to drag you down that same road. So if you yeah. avoid your guilt by doing everything possible in the situation to help out others, because that is, it's good. Help out others, but have yeah. your boundary. And once you reach yeah. that boundary, move on. It's not your responsibility. Anymore. And I think I, that's such a great solution, Nick. And I think my solution for managing or dealing with grief um, would be don't be afraid to reach out for professional help. I think grief is oh, yeah. one of the most misunderstood and some of the most like difficult feelings or trauma emotions to to process and respond to. And I think like finding and latching onto like really professional grief support is the best thing that you can do. And there's national resources. There's going to always be resources in your city or your region that you're in. Um, and like 
when, you know, when talking with friends or when reaching out to your support systems, like don't not reach out to them, but just be mindful no. of your bags. Yeah. Be mindful of your bags. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, one last thing before we move on. I'm talking mainly to the guys because this you, you'll understand why. Girls, please listen. But guys, if you're just driving to work and you're not really paying attention, kind of, tune in right now. Um, when you are going through grief, for men, it's really easy and socially acceptable to show anger as an emotion. That's Whoa. one of the only ones, right? So anger is just sadness turned upside down. So mm. if you can just sit there and tell yourself, I'm sad. Yes. I'm sad. It can kind of help you off that anger bridge where all you're going to do is like just fucking run wild all over everybody yeah. around you. So it's important to change the setting. And if your brain mm-hmm. won't let you do it, just just repeat to yourself, I'm sad because it's okay yeah. to be sad yeah. during grief. Thank you for saying that, Nick. My therapist always says anger is the easiest emotion. It is. It's It's fucking, uh, it's easy to feel mad, but like anger is here and what's all the shit underneath it? All sadness. It's sadness. Yeah. Yeah. And there is healthy anger, which can be a whole nother topic. Yeah. I'm going to write that down. You should write that down. I love love healthy anger. (laughs) It protects us. (laughs) <laughs> fuck do uh, we know something about anger nick jesus christ <laughs> all right fuck um, moving on to our surprise topic yes um so again kayla you kind of brought this to us but one of our listeners wrote it in so do you want to go ahead and explain it yeah oh my god i get to introduce the topic nick you yeah, never you... let me do that <laughs> that's really exciting um yes you yes. had a hard hard week Oh, thank you. You got to give me this win. Um, So one of our newest listeners, um, I want to shout them out if that's okay, if they're listening. Um, Kendall and Claire, I appreciate you all for bringing this topic to me, whether you knew it or not. Um, But both of these humans I love so dearly, and they are both in the midst of starting new relationships. Um, They're both college students and have said to me, like, we don't know what we're doing. Like, we're starting new relationships. This is the first time in college we've been in a relationship. And, like, we don't know what's going on. We don't know, like, when is the right time to, like, text or how long you're supposed to hang out or, like, how to play the game. And I think that's something that I would love to ask your advice on and, like, that I would love to provide advice on um, is, like, how do you start a new relationship when, like, games are at play? Yeah, the game parts are... are that I kind of miss that aspect of the dating world, like yeah, the game right? or the hunt. Like that you was the funnest the part. Game. You love yeah. the game. I know. I knew you would, which is so annoying. I won the game. God. You did because you have the best. <laughs> you have the best fucking wife in the world. I do. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess to start with this topic, like girls, guys don't know what they're doing either. Hmm. Especially emo, emo, like you guys are already emotionally so far ahead of the game. Slow down. Because their game is, it's still like a high yes. school game, okay? And if you are if you have any worries about the sexual nature of this, the guys also have no idea what they're doing. If they pretend to, they absolutely have never had sex. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, and I think, um, and I should have said this first, we're talking about heterosexual relationships too. Yes. You know, yes. we're talking about monogamous, hetero cisgendered relationships and so when it comes to non-monogamy when it comes to queer relationships i think we can um take a whole other perspective on like how to start those yeah. and, and what that yeah. looks like i and only I, I... only have the experience in this realm mm-hmm. yeah um so from that guy's perspective again girls they they all just left their moms for the most part so <laughs> without fulfilling that role completely <laughs> 
I what they did. Most of them did, right? So now just, they're like. I, <laughs> I'm doing the thing where I laugh silently. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I know. Please laugh. Yeah, because everybody just thinks I stopped talking. But you're. Just... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so all the guys just left their moms, right? So that's just one. You, you have a little bit of a head start on that game, right? You could easily. I mean, the game is all about manipulation. So a healthy form of manipulation. Nick. Be... What it is. <laughs> You hold on. So you're saying you look at that text and you're like, should I reply? I don't know. If I reply right now, he might think I was waiting around for a text. I should wait an hour just so he thinks I was doing something. That's manipulation. Everybody's had that thought. It is manipulation. However, I never thought about it that way, and now I'm having a whole mind blown yeah. moment. Uh, and Kendall and Claire, if you are listening, to <laughs> <laughs> don't we're manipulate. All and we're all sociopaths. Oh my god, we don't mess with sociopaths. We know this. We don't mess with narcissists. No, we don't. Oh, God. God. I kid, I'm kidding most of the time. But the point of that was is, girls, you can use that to your advantage. Yeah. All I was looking for were college wives to take care yeah. of me in, in college. It wasn't I even sexual. It wasn't romantic. Yeah. I know. But it was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I can't take care of myself. I've had people Jesus. take care of me my whole life. Christ. Right? Um, My controversy <laughs> is that I women- think I nailed it. I, eh, <laughs> it's subjective. Um, my controversy yeah. is that women, you do not have to be caretakers. Um, you can be the breadwinners and the men in the relationship can be the caretakers. We are here to break down gender roles. I can't even fathom that. in relationships. We've <laughs> talked about this, Nick. Okay. Um, no, I know. And, and you put your education hat on again. There was no need for no. that. We're talking about the manipulative game of getting someone else to like you and to pay attention to you because there's a thousand girls at that school and you're trying to win. I gave you the extra head, ladies. But if you guys want to I be all educational, improper, be like, no, I'm like this. Have fun. Have I? Right. Have you seen me play the game, Nick? Do you think I've played the game before? Do you think I've manipulated I, before? All if I was anyone about would was, know, was, it was you. Just you. said. <laughs> no, I'm trying you're... to challenge my mentality. I'm tr- I'm trying to hear oh. you, oh, okay. and I'm trying to think. Have I done that? Because I wanna I wanna understand. I'm not trying to disagree. I'm trying to say, have I done that? Like. Probably, but I want to hear more yeah, about. Yeah, what you were mother, you mothered all of your exes to a point where you couldn't anymore, and said "fuck this," which is amazing, right? You did it too far. <laughs> you're dating someone for over a year, and you're still playing the get, get out of that. You got him, hook and sinker. Now let's. Yeah. Okay, here, here's what I expect out of my partner. Now that you can't stop thinking about me, right? But you, you're, we're talking about right now the the beginning stages, right? How do we how do we figure this out? We're lost. So I'm giving them a little bit of a nudge, a little like inside to the male psyche at this age. Thank you. No, that makes sense. And I think uh, an episode for another time as I'm thinking through this is like, especially for women, is being the breadwinner still being the caretaker? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That is where I'm... I'm feeling myself go in a circle, right? Like, I think that's why. Yeah, I'm no, I hard. saw you were like stuck for a second. I was like, what are you doing? Okay, thank you. Jesus. What am no, I doing? no, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> I helped you. Oh, <laughs> uh, you helped me. Thank you, Nick. Yeah. No, I wonder. Do you have anything is... else to give to this this couple who wrote us in before we. Um, I say, yes, I do. I say to my Kendall and Claire that you both are wonderful and it's going to be great. And. Um, that wasn't advice. There's no right or wrong way to play the game is what I was trying to say. Oh, interesting. Yes, you play you play your game, you be authentic, try to be honest, and hope for the best. What the fuck? 
You just ruined everything cool I said before this. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> no, uh, love That's yourself. That's why people listen. Be honest. <laughs> be honest with yourself. You don't owe anybody else anything. Don't say what I said differently, Nick. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I'm done. End it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks for a great show. I love you. Love you too. Follow us at Trauma Drama Podcast on Instagram and TikTok to see show updates, video highlights, and much more. And DM us for topic suggestions, corrections, worries, concerns, or love and hate. We upload episodes every Monday and Friday. Tune in for more.